0: You are Locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome into another edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. And today and tomorrow, quite frankly, we have very special episodes for you as We will be joined by Blake Hunt and are joined by Blake Hunt, I should say, who is the number 14 prospect in the Rays organization, the top catching prospect in the Rays organization. He's playing for the high A Bowling Green Hot Rods right now. If you recall, he was acquired in that blockbuster Blake Snell trade back in the offseason. So it was a Blake for Blake trade, if you will. A little update on Blake here. Uh, 22 years old, six three, 215 pounds as he's listed. He has a 759 OPS, six home runs, and 33 RBIs through 51 games played this season in the minors. So a little housekeeping there. Uh reminder here, uh, the MLB trade deadline is approaching and the Locked On MLB YouTube channel, We'll be streaming The Hot Stove Live. That's two hours of MLB trade analysis from our Locked On lineup of local experts. Subscribe to Locked On MLB on YouTube and tune in July 30th, beginning at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Speaking of the trade deadline, look, this thing has blown up and blown out of proportion here. When I said a month, month and a half ago that I would uh, quit, I would retire the Locked On Rays podcast if the Tampa Bay Rays acquire Max Scherzer at the trade deadline. And lo and behold, Jeff Passan, Passan, however you pronounce his freaking name, uh, big time MLB reporter and newsbreaker for ESPN. Uh, says the Rays have had preliminary interest in Max Scherzer as well as Chris Bryant, believe it or not. Look, I think uh, everybody, every team is interested and involved in anybody and everybody and uh, preliminary still a long, long, long way away from happening. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, The Rays, yes, I know we were surprised by them acquiring Nelson Cruz, but it is not often they are shopping in the Ferrari and Bentley aisle. Let's think more along the lines of Acura and Infiniti and Honda and Toyota and Lexus, if anything. Like I I still think it's a uh, less than 1% chance that the Rays do uh, indeed land Max Scherzer. Maybe some other names to keep an eye on. Kyle Gibson, perhaps. Uh, The Rays have had a history with the Texas Rangers and trades as of late. uh, Pete Fairbanks, Nate Lowe, for example. Uh, Herman Marquez, Kyle Hendricks, Drew Smiley, Charlie Morton, Andrew Heaney, Alex Cobb, Chad Cole. Uh, Those are the names you should be focusing on. Let's not get too overhyped about Max Scherzer and the Rays landing him. I know it's fun to talk about rumors, but uh, it's not going to happen. Also, let me say this um, as far as my, I, I guess it could possibly be impending retirement if the Rays do, in fact, land Max Scherzer. Uh, I believe I said I would quit and end the podcast. I would end and quit the Lockdown Rays podcast. That doesn't mean I can't go out and start a YouTube channel or go out and uh, start another rival competing Tampa Bay Rays podcast. So, uh, the devil's in the details there. I'll just throw that out there. But uh, all joking aside, we have a great two-part interview with Blake Hunt, uh, the raised Prospect. We have part one uh, that'll run today and part two that'll run tomorrow. And before we launch that interview, uh, we got to tell you about Rock Auto. Uh, you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store and just $216 from Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could possibly need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Again, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, and be sure to write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you to the right place. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Come. And Ulysses, today we have another very special guest, and that is one of the Tampa Bay Rays' top prospects, catcher Blake Hunt, who now plays for the Bowling Green Hot Rods. Uh, Ulysses, we're getting into a rhythm of interviewing Rays' prospects. I think we've had Ford Proctor on the show. We've had Jaden Murray on the show. We've had Garrett Whitley on the show. And now we have Blake on the show. Blake, how you doing?
0: Doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Really excited.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, for Rays fans out there, you say the name Blake Hunt, and I think they recall the Blake Snell trade. Of course, you were part of the big blockbuster there. And right now, of course, you're playing for the Bowling Green Hot Rods and just kind of getting back into the rhythm of of baseball and, and it being 2021 now, instead of, you know, what happened with the pandemic. I mean, just for you, what's it like to be Back in the rhythm of, of traveling and, and organized games and, and actually being able to go out and do the thing you enjoy doing as opposed to what happened uh, in March of 2020, I guess, where everything was shut down.
0: Well, you know, I was uh, fortunate enough to still get to play a little bit in 2020 um, at the alternate side with the Padres and then get some instructional league games in. But just like I was speaking with some of the coaches in the dugout the other day, that doesn't replace the everyday grind of bus trips. And playing every day for a good five months straight, so those uh, there's definitely a learning curve when we were getting back into it. This first half, um, you know, remembering what that's like, and you know, managing the ins and outs with taking care of my body, my arm. Um, but I think I've done a pretty good job. And uh, as a whole, this team has uh, done a pretty good job of staying in one piece. And uh, we haven't really had too many guys go the I L.
2: That's great. Um, I, I want to go back uh, to the Blake Hunt childhood years uh growing up obviously you know we all love the game of baseball but when you get to be a professional ball player there must have been a moment when you were like you know what that's that's for me i gotta do that can you talk about your childhood team can you talk about your favorite players growing up
0: um my parents you know they uh my mom played softball so she uh she kind of taught me baseball when i was a kid i remember going to angels games i'd sit on her lap and she'd uh (laughs) you know, just explain what was going on on the field. i probably as early back as four. um, It was just kind of something I was always drawn to. I knew, you know, as every kid says, like, oh, I want to be a professional player when I grow up. um, It started to become realistic my senior year of high school. But growing up, I followed the Angels, obviously being the hometown team right there in Orange County, Uh, the Padres, the Giants, the Yankees. I just loved baseball in general. Um, I used to sit at the kitchen counter with the sports page and go through all the stats every morning while I was eating breakfast. <laughs> but, I mean, to be completely honest, the Rays weren't even on my radar until I was in high school. Um, I did end up playing. This is a little fun, little tidbit. Not many people know. Um, in Southern California, there's scout teams, and the area scouts for each team kind of run that um, for fall ball. Uh, myself, Michael Mercado, who's with the Hot Rods here, and Alika Williams with Charleston three of us were on the Ray scout team. Um, so we played junior and senior year, um, every fall, uh, every Sunday and, uh, the area scouts obviously, you know, had their eye on us back then. Wow. Uh, clearly, clearly it all worked out for them that we're all together again. But yeah, um, that's just a little bit of, you know, history on my baseball career and growing up.
2: Can, can you talk about a, a specific player that you kind of, Looked at when you you were, you know, that four-year-old in in your mom's lap or a little bit older, like saying, man, I really like his swing and let's play wiffle ball. I'm that guy, you know?
0: Uh, David Eckstein, who was a middle Mm infielder for the Angels, little guy. That was uh, my favorite player. And then once I started catching a little bit more seriously, uh, Buster Posey, right? As soon as he came up to the big leagues, I loved watching him catch. Obviously, he's very talented with the bat as well. Um, But those were two of my favorite guys to watch.
1: Awesome. How about
2: that, Ulysses? Uh, yeah, that's Buster Posey cool on, on, a, on a raise of podcast. That, that, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a great name to throw out. Um, can, can you, you know, going back to that, that big day, was it December 27th, December 28th? I, I believe uh, in 2020, you, you get a call or an email or a text. I, I don't know. Can you, can you tell us what went down that day that, that you picked up the phone and, and you said, hey, you're no, no longer a San Diego Padre you're going to be a Tampa Bay race. Can, 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 you talk about that day?
0: Yeah, I believe it was the day after Christmas. I found out initially. So the 26th I was sitting at dinner with my parents and uh, for whatever reason, I had my phone in my pocket and it started going off. And I, you know, I asked my parents if I could excuse myself. Clearly something was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a beat reporter from the Padres who I had a pretty good relationship with. And he was asking for a comment. He was asking to see what my reaction was. And my first reaction was a comment for what? Like, what's going on? I'm, I'm totally in the dark here. Um, and he kind of apologized. He's like, I'm sorry. I thought this was common knowledge at this point. But it appears as if you're you know, getting packaged into a trade deal here. Oh, wow. um, called my agent. He reached out to Jeff Passan. And within about five minutes, it had been confirmed that there was a lot of moving pieces to just sit still and wait it out. And I was, I've never experienced that much stress. You know, my world just got flipped upside down, you know, as I describe it now, to other people being a Padre was part of my identity. I mean, at 18 years old, they fulfilled my dream. And so that's all I knew for this life. Um, It took about another 48 hours for the dust to settle everything to become official got a call from the GM from the Padres got a call from the GM from the Rays welcoming me. Um, once all that had been taken care of, I saw the coordinators, coaches, front office members started reaching out to introduce himself. And that's when I started to feel calm, um, that I knew this is where I needed to be. They wanted me much more than the Padres had obviously, and that it was going to be a great opportunity. And then obviously when big league camp that invitation rolled around, um, I was so excited to just get the ball rolling and you know get playing again that that I was so you know happy and and just ready to go.
1: Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track it all at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds and info for all your sporting needs including MLB, NBA, NHL and all your UFC mma action so before the next pitch head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Again, promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Locked On. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, and I wanted to just kind of follow up on that, Blake, if you could a little bit, because you're a California kid, and, of course, being drafted into the Padres organization, was there, I don't want to say hesitation or thoughts of, you're going a long way. I mean, you really can't go far, further away from, you know, California to Tampa Bay. And of course you got to go through the minor league organizations, but was there any thought about that at all of, man, I'm really going into, or I could be going into unchartered territory, or is it just, you're a ball player, you go where you're sent and you play ball.
0: Um, I had to kind of ask myself a question like that. And, and I realized was my goal to be a padre one day or was my goal to be a major league baseball player and of course the latter is what i strive for my entire life so at the end of the day it was the best opportunity and i was clearly wanted by this organization um so after the you know initial shock calmed down yeah. um i realized that this was honestly the best best opportunity yeah i was a little nervous of course new organization not knowing many people other than the handful of guys, the Padres had already traded to the Rays. Um, and of course, you know, Florida spring training, Arizona spring training. I had to go a lot farther this time after that initial shock. And once I calmed down, it, 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 I was, I was pretty sad. And I was pretty happy as where I was at.
1: And, and following up on that, just another question, because, you know, it, it's, it's great to get an inside look at a player that's involved in a blockbuster deal like this. Yes, Just the aspect of when you find out about the trade do, is there any part of you that goes and and looks online and looks on social media and see and and look at what people and reporters are saying, or do you try to ignore the outside noise, so to speak, and just focus on what the Padres are telling you, what the Rays are telling you and what an agent is telling you as far as that, that transition, I guess.
0: My agent told me immediately stay off of social media, stay Mm -hmm. off of anything (laughs) that regarded Obviously, my phone blew up to the like one of the highest degrees. Like my when I got drafted, I it took me about a week to get everything settled back. I mean, this trade was pretty similar. Um, I my I had some friends send me articles. I had some you know oh, family members send me some.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: tried my best not to read them. My parents love that stuff, so they were scouring. <laughs> um, you know, some sometimes people don't have the nicest things to say, and so I just had to yeah. remind my dad, like, hey, they don't know me obviously the scouting department with the rays and professional baseball knows me the best so let's not worry about what this so-and-so has to say um but of course it's hard to to not tune all of it out I tried my best I didn't I didn't go searching for it but if it found me then I did take a look but overall I mean it was it was pretty nice things that everyone had to say um so yeah
1: Yeah, Ulysses. I think one thing we've learned because us, look, we're not, of course, the we didn't, we don't get quite as much talk about a professional baseball player, but uh, there's a lot of keyboard warriors out there. A lot of people that uh, it's it's easy to (laughs) say something negative or to attack somebody uh, uh, behind a screen, if you will, with that. So, uh, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, Ulysses. I think uh, you wanted to talk about kind of the organizational shift as well.
2: I, I do. Uh, you know, I know it's been less than a year since you were traded, obviously. So maybe it's a little bit difficult to to kind of pinpoint where the differences are. But have you noticed like a change in philosophy between the Padres and, and the Rays? Maybe it's a little bit more analytical. Maybe it's a little bit more, there's more individual attention. Um, can you talk about maybe the differences that you've noticed in the short time that you've been with, with the Rays organization?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I will never speak poorly on the Padres organization. So anything that I do say that the Rays may do differently, I don't want it to seem as if I'm saying the Padres weren't doing it correctly. Um, the Rays obviously, I think across baseball, everyone knows how analytical they are and how forward thinking they are, um, when it comes to all this data, that was a, that was kind of a shock at first. Um, just knowing how, how much we implement it into like our daily you know, schedule and interpreting that data kind of like on our own, like we have track men data available for us at all times. And not only was it something that I really, I had used, but not to the degree we use it here. I was surprised at how I was the only one that didn't know how to interpret the data. Everyone knew, Oh, boom, 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 like on a pitch. Um, Um, Exactly what all these are. And that's that speaks to the Rays because they're teaching our guys You don't want to be doing everything in the dark blindly. You want to know why you're doing what you're doing and how to improve that. And I definitely think there's a time and place for it. I don't think um, me personally that I'm going to use every aspect of it for, say, my swing. But Mm -hmm. there's certainly a benefit and time and place to use it. So all of our TrackMan data, we use the blast motion sensors on our bats. Um, Pretty much everything we do is on video or recorded analytically in some way. So it's kind of crazy to see maybe next year, next spring after a strong off season, coming in and comparing the data. I think that's cool too.
2: That that yeah. sounds like you're living like a video game version of yourself in real life, you know, with all this data, that, that sounds really cool. Um, can you talk about the clubhouse and the analytics within it? Are guys in the clubhouse going like, "Man, my WRC Plus is just taken a dive the last two <laughs> two two weeks," or you know, my launch angle has not been uh, the greatest uh, in this this series? Like, what is the the lexicon, the, the terminology there in the clubhouse? Is it more traditional stats, or is there a little bit more of the analytical side uh, within the the, the players?
0: I would say probably more of the new advanced sabermetrics that we're using, especially the trackman data for pitchers. Um, okay. Obviously being a catcher, those are guys that I spend a lot of time with. It's just interesting kind of picking their you know brain and listening to what they have to say when I'm in the bullpen or pregame work about their data. I mean, I'm not sure if you guys know how in-depth that goes, but you have vertical attack angle, spin, uh, you know, RPM on your spin rate on your any pitch there is, right. horizontal break, all that stuff and just how they're learning to manipulate their pitches after seeing that data. <laughs> I don't know if that helps a little bit. Yeah, but um, yes. w- I, there, a lot of the, you know, the traditional stats are kind of getting thrown out the window. You know, average, stuff like that. On-base on percentage is still huge. Slugging percentage is huge. But kind of those new baseball stats are getting thrown out the window, and this is more the way baseball's turning, whether you like it or not. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, one follow up I had to you—you you mentioned the blast motion sensors and things like that—is—is is that something that the Padres organization would do, or it was just exemplified and more advanced with the Rays? Whereas there, it's almost like you're getting monitored in every sense of the way of of all your movements, basically.
0: We still use some of that stuff with the Padres. We we did have TrackMan data, um, not. As available to us as it is here with the Rays, we use blast motion blast blast motion sensors. Sorry, um, but again, I just don't think the data was as available to us or as applied as the Rays use it now. Um, it just definitely feels like there's more of a focus on it here. Is and is that something? Knowing, yeah, no. Sorry, knowing how to interpret the data is another huge thing. Obviously, this is a right. lot of new. Right. All these are new models that they're using now. So knowing exactly how to translate that and interpret it is important as well, which I think they do a great job over here.
2: Right. Uh, can, and, you, can, can you can you uh, can you talk about that liaison between the front office, the, the analytical department and then the players? Like, is there a, a guy that's designated to kind of explain the sprays charts, spray charts, uh, you know, explain all that stuff? Can you talk about that?
0: um we there's heads of that department that kind of come down and like for example we have one here now who's in the dugout who's with our hitting coaches they're interpreting the data they're talking about it um this front office is very hands on um whenever they are in town which which surprised me a little bit as well um but i also think it's probably teaching the coaches to a higher degree what 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 all this data means so that they can apply it hands on when they're with us cuz obviously Guys from the front office won't be here every week, but our hitting coaches and our pitching coaches probably have gone through a crash course on this stuff and they know head to toe what all the numbers mean.
1: Yeah. And kind of one, because this technology boom is so interesting and how teams are monitoring players so ever closely. And I don't know when you were first exposed to all this. I didn't know if it goes back to maybe. High school days of, you know, using trackmen and and labs and things like that. But is it kind of weird knowing that you are getting, in a sense, monitored at all times or or a lot of times? Like I've heard where, you know, some teams and organizations have like wrist monitors that measure heart rates and fatigue levels. So is is there any thought of that as a player or you've just kind of gotten used to it to the point where I know I'm just going out and and performing the way I have to perform and, and don't even think about it anymore?
0: We have those as well, by the way, those are called boot bands. Yeah. We wear those. Um, those are, those are more on a voluntary basis. I'm interested to see the data myself and my recovery based on my sleep. Um, but yeah, they definitely, they made that available to me right away as soon as I showed up. Um, yeah, in terms of, you know, all the other stuff, I don't, I don't really mind it. I truly believe there's a time and place, um, for my swing. I think it's good information to have whether I want to abuse it all the time, that's probably up for me because, you know, baseball is very feel versus real, um, especially with swings and mechanics. So what I feel and what the data may be saying may not overlap. So I'm totally OK with it. I definitely think it's good to tuck away, even if I'm not using it currently. Because, again, like I said, I may need to, to revisit something next spring or next all star break and, and kind of reevaluate. And I can take a look at back at our, our history of all our data and see well, I felt great here, and here's what the data was telling me. So let's see if I can try and get back to that place.
1: Okay, we once again want to thank Blake Hunt for the conversation. Again, we'll run part two of that interview uh, on tomorrow's show. Uh, NBA Draft Goat, Chad Ford, Locked On NBA Draft host, Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host, John Carolis, will be live this year covering the NBA Draft It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Bilt Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick and be sure to follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. All right, that wraps up this edition of the Locked On Rays podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked On Today and Locked On Bets podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you tomorrow.